Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 40. Back to the land. Communes in Vermont. Blow up your TV. Few of us really had any rural skills. We just figured that we would get by somehow, and somehow was pretty much exactly how we got by. 1968, and poet Veranda Porch and a group of friends from Boston and New York buy an old Vermont farmhouse and 96 acres in Guilford. Mostly writers and artists who had been involved in the anti-Vietnam War movement, they call themselves the Monteverdi Artists Collaborative and name the land Packers Corners, or Total Loss Farm. Throughout Vermont, similar groups from urban areas and universities are also settling in to live as communes. Although this is seen as a phenomenon of the 1960s, Vermont actually has a long tradition as the home of utopian, religious, and other alternative communities. Especially from 1830 to 1850, Millerites, Perfectionists, Mormons, Swedenborgians, Garrisonites, and other groups established enclaves in Vermont. Now, in the late 1960s, this tradition blossoms again, fed by the Vietnam War and many young people's dissatisfaction with the direction of American society. There was sort of a group sense among uh, the counterculture or the hippies or whatever label you want to put on them, that the old way of living was somehow not satisfying. The nuclear family, the man, the wife, the kids in their own little house. Barney Carlson was 19 when he, his mother, and his brothers moved from their home in Cabot to start the new hamburger commune in nearby Plainfield. We shared a lot of things which people in ordinary society in this country don't share. We shared our income. We shared our savings. We shared our general living um, space, shared our cars. I couldn't see myself living in a little house separately with my own little lawnmower with the neighbor's lawnmower next door. That all just seemed to me so wasteful, and so I was very interested in how finding new ways that we could live where we were more cooperative. Jean Lathrop came to the New Hamburger from New Hampshire with her two small children in 1971. I think I believed, and I still believe, that my life would have more meaning if I'm part of some larger effort than my own individual efforts to go through life. Starting a commune was something that a lot of people didn't really understand. And there's so much media hype and uh, misinformation. Some of our neighbors told us that the locals would never be able to stand us. And so we kept very much to ourselves for years. And it wasn't really for Quite a while when we started meeting local farmers and we were perhaps more interested in their stories than their own children were. And we hayed with them and they turned us on to just being here, the folkloric value of the hills, that I started feeling that I was living in a community where things had happened that I could join in. 
Although the number of communes in Vermont, including the well-publicized Earth People's Park in Norton, began to decline by the mid-70s, a legacy remains, including alternative schools, alternative energy projects, art collectives, farmers markets, food co-ops, daycare centers, and women's networks. Both Packers Corners and the New Hamburger remain, though changes such as getting jobs in the community have taken place. One by one, people decided that being here and creating a close-knit community that was basically the inner focus of everybody's lives was no longer the most pressing way. It was as if we retired early and had a glorious time doing it. I mean, I regard those years as tremendously valuable, and I look forward in some years to retiring again and recreating with people in, let's say, their 60s, just exactly the same life that we had when we were young, because I haven't found anything that I like better. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org donate.